Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today we're on episode 612. This is the 12th episode we've done on video, and we're starting a new group of 16 here. Now, I just did, I, I talked uh, in episode 601 through 10, um, we talked a little bit about monsters, and I told the story about, you know, the, the pump in the cellar at the farm and all the things that, you know, were scary to me. Uh, uh, younger, and that might have been scary to you, and the idea of things that frighten us. Now, remember, this whole thing is about how to create your ultimate life. And one of the things that I've done in the last four months is to appear on a lot of podcasts, well over a 100 in the last four, maybe five months. And I'm doing it, it takes a good amount of time, but I've been willing to do it and, and anxious to do it for one simple reason. I'm trying to reach 10 million people. And I don't know exactly how I'm going to do that. I really don't. If you want to help, then spread the podcast. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe already. Subscribe already. Share it. Listen to it. This is a labor of love, and it's something that I notice is common among all these podcasters that I meet the hosts of the show. Like I always ask them, uh, you know, how long their episode is because I want to know how to pace, you know, our talking and so forth. Then I always ask them about their audience. Like who are they talking to and why are they talking to that audience? Like what do they hope to bring? And without exception, they're trying to add good to the world. I mean, that's the phrase we use all the time, add good to the world. And everybody's trying to do that. They're trying to add good to the world. So I have a real soft spot in my heart for all those podcast hosts that are, that are trying to add something valuable, good, lift a group of people, encourage people. And I'm just surprised at the number that are really doing the same thing. And not that there's too many doing that thing, because there's not. There's a phrase you know, that says, uh, I've heard it before, and you probably have too, of course, everything that needs to be said has already been said. But because no one was listening, it has to be said again. And that's true. And I don't mean nobody was listening, but how many times have you watched a movie, a favorite movie, and it rekindles a feeling in your heart? How many times have you read a book and it rekindles a feeling in your heart? I just picked up today a book I've read several times, a super, super powerful book called The Way of Mastery, and I opened it to somewhere where I left off last time in my I don't know how many times through. And right where I left off, it was just what I needed today. Just what I'd been focused on. Just what I was thinking about. And the universe has a way of doing that. So I titled this episode, Maximize Your Monster Benefit. Because this episode and the next 15 are going to be about learning 
to overcome, identify and overcome your monsters. So here's how you maximize your monster benefit. Number one, and there's three parts to this. Part one is answer a question. How bad do you want this? The second part is not to try to do everything at once, but pick one or two and work on incremental change. And part three is make sure you laugh, you get some help, and you love yourself. Because changing habits, you know, that we've had for a long time, especially if they're deep-seated fears, it's hard. And with that old pump that was in the water pump that was in the basement that made that noise, it didn't matter how many times somebody big, one of the adults, went down there with me. It didn't matter how many times the pump was quiet when I was down there. It didn't matter how many times I looked at it, saw all the parts, and knew exactly what it was and how it worked. When that thing went on and made that loud noise, it scared me. So getting help and forgiving yourself, having compassion is really important. So let's go back to part one and and answer this question. How bad do you want this? How bad is it? How important is it to you to change who you're being? to change how you're showing up in life, to master one or more monsters that you have. Now, it's easy for us to say, I'll do anything, I want it really bad. Because it's easy to think that. And that's like saying, you know, if you want some possession, you want some new clothes, and you say, oh, I want that so bad, so bad, so bad. And then you don't save any money for it, or you don't, set aside some budget for it, or you don't go to the store or shop, or you don't, you know, you don't do anything that indicates you want it. Or another thing, oh, I want to learn how to do that so bad. Wish I could do that. And then you don't set aside any time to make it happen. You don't get an instruction manual or an instruction person, or you don't watch some YouTube videos. Oh, I'm going to start going to the gym and I'm going to get in shape. But you don't either budget or if you don't need any, have any money, you know, watch some YouTube videos with bodyweight workouts. You know, you just don't put the effort into it. And that clearly tells you how bad you want it, which is, uh, yeah, not so much. So here's how I can tell when people say they want something really bad. I, I say, well, show me your bank account and show me your calendar and I'll tell you what's important to you. So if you really want to change one or more of the monsters we're going to talk about in this whole series, it's going to take some work. The deeper the habit goes, the longer you've had it, and the more stories you have about it, the challenger, challenginger, that's not a word, the more challenging and the trickier it's going to be. So just know that, not just for you, but for everyone. And don't start making up excuses. Well, I'm just that way. There's nothing permanent about any of this. These are habits, and those are stories. So identify what you're willing to do to get this new thing, or to create this new habit, or to eliminate this old one. Answer the question out loud, perhaps even on paper, how bad do you want it? Now, an example for me is getting up and exercising in the morning. 
at a certain time. I like to have a, I have a long morning ritual, a couple hours, two and a half, three hours for my morning preparatory time every day, every single day. Wow, people say, how do you have that kind of time? Well, it's important. So I create that time every day. How bad do you want this? Whatever the this is for you. Identify that, commit to it, and you may need to recommit every single day. In fact, in the beginning, it's very likely, especially if it's something difficult. All right, so the next thing we talked about is just to pick something small, one or two things at the most, and, and look at incremental change. Now, here's what I mean. You can easily start with the most pesky, irritating habit that you have. Okay, I'm not saying pick something insignificant. You can if you want, although if it's insignificant, maybe it won't be important to you to change it. So it's okay to pick the worst habit you have. Let's say you swear a lot. And I say that because that was a habit I had. I used to swear a lot, embarrassingly a lot, like badly and a lot. I decided to change that. And I began by uh, just paying attention, watching my language and uh, literally watching it or listening to it, hearing the words and, and then making a note. After I did that for a little while, I started noticing right before I would start to say, you know, use expletives. And that allowed me to delete some of them. Then I started noticing a little before, and then I started noticing some emotional triggers. And then I started actively looking for substitute words, and gradually, and it didn't even take that long, I eliminated it completely from my language. So I don't swear anymore. I don't use those kinds of words. I, I just have eliminated them completely, and that was from a place of, of habitual and frequent and pretty embarrassing cussing. So that was a habit, and I did it just exactly that. Now, you may have an eating habit. You may have a, a nervous tick. You may, you know, bite your fingernails. You may have a habit of lying. I had a terrible habit of lying. I had to do the same thing. Notice, 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 pause. Think about, you know, what I was going to say and, and focus on making sure each thing was true, and the same process happened. So pick one or two things, uh, two max to start with, and even, and you can pick the hardest, worst ones you have, and start incrementally. Don't expect that suddenly somehow some longstanding habit is going to change, especially if it's a coping mechanism, a coping mechanism for fear or for embarrassment or, you know, that sort of thing. If you've seen the king's speech, you know what I mean. The coping mechanism for the nervousness that he felt was stuttering. And over time, he was able, through incremental improvement and noticing things and the work that that therapist did with him, to change all that. I can promise you there's nothing you can't overcome. There's nothing you can't change. There's nothing you can't eliminate. And that's a promise. Your nature is one of growth and change. You are built to grow. You are built to succeed. You will succeed. Now, to maximize the benefit of this process of getting rid of the monsters that are stumbling your stumbling blocks, and you'll see, you know, the names of the 
and the series as we go, we deal with procrastination and it's not my fault and I have no energy and I don't have enough time and I'm not good enough and, and many more of, of, you know, the stories that come up in our mind, the ticket to making this succeed in addition to the one or two is part three here. And that's to laugh, get help and to love yourself. Now, even if these are really serious things, like say you have a habit of shading the truth or lying like I used to, um, you know what? That can be changed. It isn't easy to change or maybe even impossible if you're recriminating, yelling at yourself, berating yourself, belittling yourself. You're not supposed to do that. Rah, rah, rah. Who likes to be talked to like that? Well, you don't like it if someone else talks to you like that. Your best friend or your mate or your kids, they don't like you to talk to them like that. We react strongly. Our defenses go up. We quit listening and all the rest. So why would you think that talking to yourself like that is a positive thing, a good idea, or a way to facilitate change? It's not. So the first principle here is have some compassion. Relax. Love yourself. You are already doing something good because you've decided to change this thing. So you're already a winner right from the get-go. And I, I'm not saying give yourself a pass and just, you know, yeah, okay, so what? I'm not talking about that. But when you fail, fall, relapse, you know, land on the ground, oops, embarrass yourself, don't yell, don't get angry, don't berate, don't belittle, right? That doesn't help. Never has and never will. The second thing is to laugh, which is part of it. It's just like not only okay, but really healthy to laugh at yourself. Laughter creates a set of neurotransmitters just like fear does, just like anger does. And those are some healthy neurotransmitters. It makes us feel better. It makes us uh, get lighter. And it gives us a different outlook when we laugh. So laugh <clears throat> on purpose. When you make mistakes and stumble and fumble, laugh and have compassion. The last little piece of this is to get help. Now, the help you get might be <clears throat> all kinds. You might work on this with your coach, depending on what it is. You might enlist help from your family or from someone at work. You might enlist help with your with alarms on your phone or little reminders. I have a friend, actually a client, who I wanted to get started with a meditation habit. So you got an app, and the app keeps score of how many days in a row and minutes and all that other stuff. And he's a, a big game guy, and he loves you know winning the game and just hates like failing at it. And so as soon as we got a little streak started, then all of a sudden it became important to him to use the app, to do his little five-minute and then 10-minute and then 15-minute meditations so he could keep his streak going. Now he's gone from, I can't do this, I won't, it doesn't work, to I love it, it's really helping me, and this is a good deal, and now I have so many hundred days in a row. And so it, the help can come in all forms, shapes, and sizes. I can tell you right now, if you follow these rules and play this game, you'll get the most 
out of Mastering Your Monsters. That's it for this episode. I know if you take this one and the next set seriously, you'll be able to get over your monsters, whatever they are, and be moving down the road to create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your